GameZillaMedia.com. It's time for the last action podcast. Pop quiz, hot shot. Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need. The need for speed. Kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome to this week's episode of the Last Action Podcast. Uh, I am LPJ. We're doing a real, actual, legit and by legit, I mean it's low rent, but it's legit. It's a legit episode <laughs> of our show. Uh, and joining me for this semi-legit episode is, of course, the Sphinx. What's up, everyone? And Hovercraft Joe. What is up, guys? Uh, good to talk to you. Yeah. So last time we chatted, mm-hmm. it was about movies that we saw while we were quarantined, which we right. are still currently quarantined. That is correct. This, this time, we actually picked a movie. We did. Yes. We did, so it's an actual... It, we're, we're doing the real thing here, guys. <laughs> it's a movie I brought up uh, a while back, yeah. and I said, like, if we wanted to do a, a, a movie, you know, as we've been doing this in our in our homes quarantine, I'm like, maybe we should give this one a shot since we all had Netflix. And Hovercraft Joe, I believe, told me that he had already seen it. Yeah, which uh, I'll, I'll, we'll, I'll talk about that more. But yes, I, well, you brought up, you're like, hey, that's, this is coming out. Maybe we should watch it. And you're like, I'm like, oh, yeah. So I watched it. And then we were like, not going to do it. And then you're like, hey, we're going to do it. And I'm like, dang it. I didn't take notes. <laughs> do you, do well, you need to take notes for this movie, though? I guess we might well, talk you, about that, too. <laughs> well, you got, if, if we were recording this in person, you guys, have to, you know, usually my notes are insane. My plot notes, they're like barely three pages for this one. So, <laughs> yeah, is this going to be uh, I anticipate this being a short episode. <laughs> we'll see. I, I guess we should say we're doing extraction. The, yes. <laughs> the Chris Hemsworth led extraction uh, released on April 24th of this year, 2020 on Netflix. This is our second Netflix exclusive movie that we've done. Correct. Yeah, we've we've basically done the two big action Netflix movies. exclusive action movies. You well, know, there's that, there's that Mark Wahlberg one too, right? Was yes, it? Uh, Spencer Confidential. Oh, I, Spencer I watched, Confidential. Yeah, I did, you know I wanted to watch that. I, did I watched that. I watched that during quarantine. It's 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 decent. Um, okay. And also, I'd say the other big action movie on Netflix was like their first big movie, that Bright movie with Will Smith. Oh, oh I yeah. forgot about that. So I heard it was that terrible, too. though. But. Yeah, I did not enjoy that one that much. But <laughs> gotcha. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so this was released on Netflix. Uh, you know, April twenty fourth of twenty twenty. So just a, a little bit ago. Which is funny because um, I think in the chat I was like, "This movie's come out for a couple months now." I mean, the, the, the sense of time during quarantine just doesn't exist anymore. So that's that's no. true. It, I, I like it does seem like oh man, I watched that so long ago. But it's like I watched it when it first came out, so it was at most like two months. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I had a budget on this of $65 million, which is, you know, uh, you know, I, I, I guess I don't really know like kind of what the average range of movies for Netflix are. And, and I don't really know. I, I don't know if either of you can speak to this for like a movie when it comes out like this on Netflix, are, are they actually funding it or is it like a movie that's made and then they buy it after it's already made? If, if that question makes sense. To you. Uh, I think this one, they actually, when they went, uh, 
there's two ways to do this. Netflix does two different ways. They do buy things that are already in production or produced. They do that with TV shows. Uh, they do that with a lot of Canadian TV shows. There's uh, uh, a couple different shows that I watched that were Canadian TV shows that Netflix bought and then ended up producing like a third and fourth season for them. Um, and then they do the same thing with movies. They'll buy movies and call them Netflix originals, but they're already produced. This one, they actually commissioned and funded and produced. Right, because I think they're. I think that's what they're getting into more of now is like actually, you know, commissioning and making and, and stuff like that as opposed to maybe initially they were more of just like, oh, let's buy this and release it under our umbrella, if you will. Yeah, they're, they're, more, they're doing less distribution and more production. Because I think one of the ones that they were in the middle of making for Netflix that you know, it got shut down, but it'll get big, big, uh, picked back up. Is that movie where it's like a rock Ryan Reynolds movie, which is like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seems like oh, wow. seems like it seems like it could be like the greatest thing ever. So yeah, we talked about that uh, in the Six Underground episode because we were mentioning, I think we mentioned in that episode that they had started filming this that new rock up that new rock movie. Yeah. yeah so. Which going back to a Six Underground for comparison's sake, I just looked it up. The budget for Six Underground with Michael Bay was a hundred and fifty million. So compared yeah. to to this movie, which is half of that, less yeah. Than but you know, that. you know what? It's, I think this movie looks better than sixty five million dollars. Uh, <laughs> maybe. I mean, I mean you're maybe I think it not. Does. You might not be wrong about that. There's, I mean, like, I mean, we'll get into it a little more, but there's not really a lot to this movie, you know? I mean, it's just kind of like no. dir- dingy, crowded, dirty streets, you know? It's like, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess. I, it's hard to say because, you know, Michael Bay is Michael Bay and everything he does is so distinct, so. Sure. Yeah, um, Yeah. this is definitely, you know, and, and I'm going to say this, obviously, knowing the pedigree of the movie, but this is very kind of winter soldiery boots on the ground kind of you know like you said grimy movie it's it's very reminiscent of that style of filmmaking which we could get into it it's produced and written by joe russo right yeah of the russo brothers of avengers captain america Mm -hmm. marvel basically the best marvel movies pretty much yeah and it was am i correct in this is that it was so he wrote it joe russo did but it was uh based on like a comic book that he also wrote yes do you guys see that at all which i thought yeah. was kind of weird yeah see you dot is the name of the the comic book i believe yeah yep. which I, I i didn't realize at all until after I, I i think the first time i watched it and i did a little bit of you know background on it i was like oh i was like i didn't know that i mean i haven't seeked out the comic or anything but i did think it was yeah anthony Anthony Russo and Joe Russo both wrote it with Andy Parks, and then um, obviously they had a couple artists on it as well. Right. Um, just to, to kind of circle back, I don't have a lot of numbers on this because, like we said, it's super recent and it's a Netflix movie. But and I normally don't quiz you guys on this, but you know, why not for fun? Does that, do either you want to take a shot at what the Rotten Tomatoes is on Extraction? Ooh. Um, I'll say. I'm gonna say fifty percent. I'll 50? say okay. I'll say 70%. Uh, you are closer, uh, LBJ. It's 68%. Okay. Now, what do you guys think of what, what about the percentage for the audience score? I think the audience score probably liked it more. I would say... I'd say 75, 78%. Yeah, I'd say it's like 75%. 
Uh, actually, it's only 69% for the oh. audience. Score. Oh, so pretty pretty much in line. So, yeah, pretty even. Yeah, so uh, probably, yeah, you know, we'll get into it. We'll probably think that's fair. Um, and then the only, uh, you know, there's not obviously the people in this movie, and we'll kind of go over it a little bit. There's not a lot of people you're going to know. Um, but So the only net worth that I have for you guys to kind of go through right now um, is our, our boy Chris Hemsworth, who we think we've done like two or three times already. <laughs> But as we always discuss, I don't think you guys probably remember. So any guesses on that net worth for uh, Chris Hemsworth? I'll say $50 million. Okay. I'll say... I'll say 65 Ooh, you guys are low. $130 million for Chris Hemsworth. Hey, good for him. All right. Uh, and then the only other one I did was uh, David Harbour, because I enjoy me some Sheriff Hooper. Sure. Um, yep. Any thoughts on uh, David Harbour's net worth? Fifteen. Okay. Ten. Uh four. So you guys overshot that, so Okay. Okay. It's well, been a, it's been know. a while on net worth. You guys are a little rusty. So I <laughs> I, I just looked it up. Um, do you know what the net worths are for the Russo brothers? Oh, uh, you know they're what? probably I'm curious. They're probably you know quite what? a bit. I'm glad you just looked that up because I actually I meant to do that and then I spaced on it. So um is it like a combined net worth for them, or they have them both individually, but it's the same number? So I don't know what that means. Man, I don't know. What do you think, LBJ? I never guess. So I well, bad. considering considering everything they've done, like with Community and um, the movies, Arrest, Arrested, Arrested Development. Development, I'm going to say two fifty. I'll say one ninety. According to these numbers, you guys are crazy off. They're saying only ten million. That's oh. no, that can't possibly be right. Well, I mean, they're not. You That's know, true. I they're, mean, it's they're not, not the actors. They're just the producers. In that yeah, case, but producers generally make a lot more money than actors do. Only the well, biggest ones, though. Which I mean, they yeah. are up there, I guess, after the MCU stuff. But oh, then they're also splitting oh, with each other. Are they splitting with each other? Well, well and, that's what I guess. And I don't think uh, Disney slash Marvel is notoriously generous, you know, and they lock you into like those picture deals. So who knows? They might have got locked into like a four or five picture deal yeah. for a certain rate. And yeah, they made two of the biggest movies of all time, but that might have not gotten them, you know, it might not have affected their bottom line as much, you know? Yeah, maybe. I, I'm not, I don't know. It still seems real low. Three different websites are saying it. So whether they're copying from each other, I don't know. But yeah, hard to say. All right. And, well, and it could be, it could be out of date as well. You know, I don't know how recent these numbers were. I mean, Endgame was just a year ago. So that's true. Hard to say. I All guess. right. But I, I agree. Enough. That seemed. I I would have guessed like a hundred million. So yeah. Anyway, there's that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, but yeah, that's all I got on the number side for this one because, like I said, it's not, you know. So uh, I guess maybe move into cast now. Yep. It's been, okay. it's been a while. We're a little rusty. Yeah, you know it has been. So, uh, well, we talked about Chris Hemsworth. Uh, he plays Tyler Rake in this, mm-hmm. um, and we mentioned David Harbor, who plays Gaspar, which is one of those cool. Um, one one word names, right? Uh, and then I don't. I'm gonna I'm gonna k- kill some of these, so I, I apologize in advance if anyone wants to help me out. Um, the main kid in the movie Ovi, he's played by Rudharkersh Jishwal, 
Anybody? Does that sound right? Uh, Rudolf Rakash, Just Wall, sure. Okay. And then the uh, Saju, uh, he's played by Radeep Huda. That one's pretty easy. Yeah, this guy, um, this Radeep Huda guy, uh, is he like a um, like an Indian action star? I don't know. <laughs> so I, I've, I've actually, I'm looking them up as well as, as we're talking. All of these people seem to have careers in their yeah. native country. That's what, that's what I think. Yeah, that's so, what I was thinking. So yeah, so Randi Puda is big in the Hindi film industry uh, in India, it looks yeah. like. So yeah, looks like he's actually won some awards for some movies there too. He's got a career for the last 10 years or so. Okay. I mean, he was he was good in the movie. Um, and then the other one that I have written down is uh, Amir Asif, who is the uh, the bad drug dealer, or drug lord in the movie. Uh, yeah. Prinashu Pinuli. Pinuli. Prinushu Pinuli. Keep going. Keep Pri- going. Prianshu Prianshu Pinuli. Yeah. And I don't know. She, and he is a, a big Bollywood film star. It looks like here. So which okay. again is oh, India. Ma- so. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. But um, that's all I really had written down. I don't know if I missed anyone that you guys wanted to cover for that. And that was kind of the criticism of the film, too, is yeah. the movie takes place in Bangladesh and everyone they cast is Indian. Which, look, in my ignorance, I didn't realize that they were separate countries. Yeah, they definitely are. Yeah, I, was, <laughs> I had no idea. I thought it was part of India. And they're very different cultures as well. Because, Completely different. Yeah, I was because looking that like, up. Like, totally in, different. Like India and Pakistan were once part of big India when the British colonized it, but right. they split because of Islam and Hinduism. So right. India is mainly Hindu, Pakistan is mainly Islam, and Bangladesh, like Pakistan, is also mainly Islam. Right. Yep. So, yeah, very, very different cultures. Uh, a little going into this conversation as well, a little pop quiz, not that we have our, our sound, but... Pop quiz, hotshot. Nice, there it is. Uh, the city that, that they filmed this in, which is um, Dhaka, do you guys uh, want to take a guess what the population is for the city of Dhaka, Bangladesh? Oh, it's like, got to be... Actual, like, the real? actual city. It's got to be high. <laughs> uh, 10 million? Uh, 30 million. Yeah. It's 21 million people. Oh, my gosh. It is the sixth largest city in the world. Wow. wow. Which I kind of was doing a little bit more research on it. This movie, which, again, is also maybe some conversation on some of the mixed reviews here. This movie does not make the city look good at all. No. But yeah. with a city of 21 million people, there are actually some gorgeous and beautiful and super well-to-do places in Bangladesh. Apparently, um, the social and economic structure of that city is is very wide-ranging. Right. And they, and they don't do a I mean they don't do a great job of showing you, but like you get kind of a little hint of it because there's the one scene at what appears you know, some kind of like fancy restaurant or club Yeah, like, it's a uh, casino, I think. Yeah. yeah, that he's at. And also when they go to like David Harbour's house, oh, yeah. like outside of the city, like that I mean, it's not like a mansion, but it's still like a pretty nice house, especially compared to what we see 
pretty much for the rest of the movie. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but it makes sense with a city that big. I mean, you're probably you're definitely going to have a lot of a big, you know, <laughs> you know, a section where you know it's more poor, and then you know probably a fancier side of the city. But this movie just kind of took place more in that poor area. Yeah, it's also known as the rickshaw capital of the world. Really? What? Yeah. I didn't which, think we saw any rickshaws in the movie. They're everywhere. What are you talking about? No, I guess I wasn't paying attention. They're the the little green vehicles. Oh, uh, so okay. Maybe, maybe you're I thinking guess I about a. Are you thinking like a human rickshaw? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. That's so, what I was thinking about. Yeah. No. By definition, a rickshaw can be automated as well. Oh. oh okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes okay. more sense then. Yeah, I was thinking of the yeah. guys like running and like pulling it. So. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Apparently, um, it's like 23% of the workforce uh, works in rickshaw taxiing. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Well, I guess there's really not any room for uh, cars on the streets. No. So, no, you yeah, might as well. Looked, it looked like it would have been a nightmare to drive around there. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, a little, so, bit of, a little bit of interesting facts about the setting i guess but no that is interesting um so we talked about you know the the russo's producing us the joe russo writing it um director on this uh sam hargrave who as far as i could tell you know he was he was a stunt coordinator and it looked like he did the stunts for a lot of things but primarily specifically maybe most famous known for like a lot of the the russo movies the the, mm-hmm. the marvel movies in fact he was the stunt double for captain america looked like and almost all the marvel movies not maybe some of the earlier ones but so but i think this was his first directing job or at least yes. movie directing job yes this was his first actual directing job but um i mean i think he did a serviceable job serviceable job directing i mean the action obviously yeah. is probably what he specializes in so that's- I, I would say very similar I, I saw a lot of similarities of this movie actually with john wick yeah, no, you're 100% yes. right about and, that. Yes. And again, you know, John Wick is directed by stunt coordinators. So I think it's just an example of they're sticking to what they know best. Mm-hmm. You know? Which makes sense. Yeah. I mean, that that's this movie is written for that. I mean, it's not really, it's not exactly plot driven, you know. <laughs> no, not it's, at all. It's absolutely action driven. And, and the action is, I, I would say, fantastic in this film. Yeah. Um, I, I I looked this up actually right before we recorded, and so I don't know where else to put it in. So I'll put it in as a pop quiz right now for you guys, and I don't know if you looked into it. Um, so pop quiz hot shots. Uh, do you know, at least according to this uh, official tweet I found from Netflix, how many people that Tyler Rake, how many does he kill in the movie? Oh, um, I, man. <laughs> I'd say maybe like a hundred Okay, LBJ. Um, uh, yeah, I'd say I'm gonna say, God, he kills a lot of people. Yeah, uh, I'll say 120. Uh, closer. According to the tweet that I found, that was from Netflix. It was 183 people. Oh Holy my God! Cow. Which, which is like, it seems like a lot, but like thinking back on the movie, it's like, nah, I don't. I mean, that's feasible. Like, it's not like I think that that's crazy. Well, and, and we got refer- we got a little bit of references to Invasion USA here because there's just scenes where they're just shooting rocket launchers back yeah, and forth at each other. A, yes, there's a so, lot of rocket launchers. So in this. many rocket launchers. I mean, he may have killed twenty people with one <laughs> shot in some of those scenes. I, I had the same thought, uh, things when I saw like the third rocket launcher. I'm like, oh man, yeah. they got surplus rocket launchers like Invasion USA. Yeah, they must have called up Chuck Norris and asked him, hey. 
that that, that movie <laughs> did in the eighties with all the rocket launchers. Yeah. You, guys, you guys totally have some of those left, right? He's like, yeah, a couple warehouses full. Yeah. They're like, are you guys going to film a weird scene where you go to a neighborhood on Christmas and blow it up? And they're like, they're like, no, 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 we're not doing that. And he's like, oh, okay, well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, guess, I guess I'll let you borrow them. <laughs> um, and then uh, I didn't I, – I had the composers written down as Alex Belcher and Henry Jackman, but I really didn't have much on them as far as anything else. So, yeah. uh, And I don't really remember looks the like, score. Yeah, it looks oh, go like ahead. Henry Jackman um, helped a lot with, again, the Russo brothers. So I'm looking here, um, Captain America, Winter Soldier, Civil War, uh, X-Men First Class, Wreck-It Ralph. Okay, uh, and some video games too. He did Uncharted Four for LPJ, who just signed up oh, to yeah. finish that game. I did just finish a game, great game. So, yeah, so it looks cool. like he's got yeah, and Jackman. It's got quite a few things here. Yeah, I thought, and I guess just from a, a, a quick look, I thought I saw something in one of theirs that um, something that we had done covered recently, but maybe I'm remembering wrong. It looks like he's another disciple of Hans Zimmer. Looking at his. Uh, IMDb uh, here, so that, that that makes sense. Yeah, because Hans Zimmer, you know, kind of farms out his work, so. Yeah, a little bit of Alan Silvestri, too, which I believe is the Avengers theme. Is yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Alan Silvestri, yeah. yeah. Love so, that Avengers theme. So there you go. So this guy might be someone we see more and more, because, yeah, by the way. Cool. Yep. All right. Well, are we ready to start? Getting into this, <laughs> sure. Quote I mean, unquote plot. <laughs> yeah, which I, yeah, there just isn't really a, a whole lot. Um, you know, the film kind of starts, which, which this is already kind of my first issue with the movie, and I think Hovercraft Joe, I think you and I often agree on this, where yeah. they start a movie and then the rest of the movie is like a flashback. Yeah, and I mean, like, it's not to say that it can't be used effectively but i i didn't see the necessity to starting this movie at the end and then going back other than to be like hey remember how the first john wick starts at the end yeah. and then like catches up to it like because I, I i don't know i just didn't see the point but i agree there um, seemed absolutely no purpose why they gave us that that little introduction besides maybe and and this is just a theory maybe because of netflix and the fact that you can easily just turn it off and do something else maybe that's their way to whet your appetite it could be that's not a bad thought but but again movies do that all the time um this just one not seems, necessarily you're right still in a flashback format yeah this one seemed really explicit though like they they felt totally. like they had to do it but yeah but but the scene is is him on the bridge which is actually mm-hmm. going to be the climax of our film as well right so he's and on he, a bridge trying to we find out he's trying to get out he's trying to help get a boy out of town um, yeah well he's in rough shape when we see him yeah. and i think we even see him get shot a couple of times at the yeah. opening scene and it's you know it's kind of out of context so we don't really know what's going on at that point yeah. um, it's just chaos essentially i mean there's cars flipped over things are on fire so that's that's what that's what we get our first shot looking at yep right um and i don't i mean like again you said it's hard to kind of go beat by beat for this because it's such a <laughs> such a kind of a skim kind of bare bones plot but i mean 
I would say the overarching is that we're introduced to Ovi, who is the son of a uh, imprisoned drug lord in India in Mumbai. Um, and, you know, he's supposed to be watched and protected all the time, but he sneaks out to go to like a club uh, and he gets kidnapped. Uh, and we find out that he's been kidnapped by a rival drug lord in Bangladesh, right? Um, yep. th- that's uh, Amir Asif, Asif. Yep. Um, and his, his, like, I guess his like, chief lieutenant is uh, Saju, because uh, he goes to visit him in prison, uh, the, the drug lord whose name, Obi's dad, who I don't have written down. It's the same name. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, he's Obi Junior. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so he's basically, hey, you gotta rescue my son, or I'm going to kill your family. Uh, but because this guy's in jail, he doesn't have, you know, they don't really have the resources. His to... assets were frozen by the government. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, they don't necessarily have the resources and the money to pay for this kind of operation. Uh, but they still uh, hire, and this is kind of my first. I wouldn't say quibble, but just kind of like, so we're, in, we're introduced to Chris Hemsworth, uh, his Tyler Rake character. He's like in Australia, you know, jumping off cliffs, stuff like that. You can tell he's got like a tortured past. He's drinking during the day. Yeah, pain um, pills and all that. <laughs> yeah, but we're kind of introduced to him and his like, uh, the, the lady, uh, Nick, who uh, is his partner in this like, I guess, mercenary for hire business. But like, I feel like they don't really do a good job of kind of, not that we need it, but kind of like explaining like their whole crew and like there's a lot of people that we're introduced to in the crew, and like you don't really know their names or or kind of I don't know like it was You're just not weird even to really me. introduced to them. It's just more like they're there. They don't have any. They don't. They don't really give them any kind of backstory. So you don't. So you know. So spoiler alert: a lot of them get killed, but you don't really feel the impact of them getting killed because you don't really know anything about them. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like it reminded me, you know what it reminded me of it, it, not quite as extreme uh, LPJ but the beginning of like the first Mission Impossible. Yeah, Remember totally. when, the, when they introduced the whole uh, IMF team, you know, with like Emilio Estevez and then they all get killed off. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's actually a really good reference because you, like, you don't you just don't have any idea like cuz there I I feel like maybe there was just some stuff cut about Nick and Tyler. Because it seemed like maybe even there was some sort of romantic attachment possibly going on there, but... And that's the thing that I don't know. Is it stuff was cut, or were they just like, you know what, we're making this action movie, so all this other stuff is ancillary, and it doesn't really matter. We don't need to go into it, because that's not the point of what we're making, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. like that that could possibly be it, you know, where they're like, well, we don't really need to get into that. Which is, like, true. It's like, I mean, I could probably be sitting here and being like, oh, why did they spend so much time? But I don't know. I kind of wanted a little more, I think. Yeah. The way the movie resolves as well, it really ends up not being necessary to know more of the past of those yeah. that survived, too. So, Right, right. Yeah, it's definitely not needed information, but, you know, it wouldn't have hurt the story. Yeah. No, yeah. I think maybe a little more context about, like, his background and maybe, like, the crew and stuff like that. Yeah, because I think have... he said he he fought in Afghanistan. So it sounded like I don't think he was a mercenary in Afghanistan. I think he was no. in the special services. For well, that was part of it. He was he, Cause he um, was yeah because that's part of did, the little bit of background we know about him. But yeah, he did two tours and then came home, and his son got sick, 
And instead of sitting and watching his son die, he volunteered for a third tour in Afghanistan. Yeah. Right. And then he had a wife, but didn't talk to her anymore. And yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that, yeah, I'm assuming we're, well, I think she was bad because he left. Yeah. And I think the son died and then it kind of like, yeah. Yep. And then, you know, but again, this is a kind of all, some of this is explicitly stated and some of it's kind of like, ah, fill in the blanks yourself, you know, which right. to a certain extent is fine, but I could have done with a little more, you know, coloring in of the picture, if you will. Just yeah. Cause that was another thing in the beginning of the movie on the bridge it shows a very short image of him on the beach with his son. So yep. you were thinking it was going to kind of pay off, but it, it doesn't really pay off. Well, you just I, get to a, know the very basic of what happened. There. In, in as much as like, I think the whole movie, he's, he, they show that flashback a couple of times and it's very like, you finally do find out when he tells Ovi that he had the son who died. And it, like a lot of the flashback, it's obscured, it's obscured, obscured. But then like finally the last time he has it, it's like in clear like view and you see the sun and everything like that. So I think, I don't know if it's supposed to be like, oh, he finally like Is came piece? to terms with this or, yeah. or something like that. So, um, but again, it's not, you're, you're right. It's not explicitly explained. And I think they were kind of just like, ah, it's in here, but not really the point of the movie we're making. Yeah. It didn't emotionally have quite what I think they were looking for, but you know, maybe or, it's not what they were looking for. Or so. it had exactly what they were looking for, yeah. depending on, you know, what their choice was. It's hard, it's hard to say with this. you like, you don't know. You don't know if they chose to just not include all that stuff or if they didn't bother to put it in or cut it later. It, it, it might've been their intention just to leave all that out. Yeah. It's hard yeah. to say. That's true. It's true. It's true. Um, so this is kind of where I would say the movie kicks into high gear because he goes to Dhaka. Um, he meets up with the kidnappers. They take him, you know, in a in a put a hood on him, take him in the van to like this crappy apartment where they're holding OV. Um, he wants to see proof of life that he's alive. Uh, and then they're like, oh, we're going to take you out to go get the money and then come back. But then that's when like Beardy McSniper, one of the guys on the team, uh, that we don't, I think he, I can't even remember what his name was. I think they say his name, but I don't remember. They say all their names. I just don't know what they are. Okay. So the sniper takes out some guys and then like basically starts Chris Hemsworth, like killing spree, <laughs> uh, that goes on for like the next, like, I don't know, hour of the movie. <laughs> Cause he takes, <laughs> excuse me. He takes out those guys in the apartment and it's brutal that fight. Yeah. Well, a lot of it. And then they did that, that cool, like one shot. Where it's all, yeah, I wrote they that follow down. him through. That wasn't actually, it's actually just really well edited, but it's edited to look like one big long shot that lasts yeah. for like 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, that, and that's like this, this, like after this apartment scene where he fights all the guys and he gets Ovi out and they go, they're supposed to extract, they have like a boat on the river that they're supposed to mm -hmm. uh, take him out on, but all the guys in the boat get killed, the bearded sniper guy get killed, and then they get back in the car and that starts you know, like the, it's a car chase and then it's a foot chase and then it's a fight in the street. And that's the, all the continuous, I think it's like an 11 minute shot. And you're right. It's a, yeah. it looks continuous, but there are hidden cuts in it. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I, I think this was the best part of the movie. Was this all one shot? Because it's just, you know, it, it's got different phases of the action. You know, it's like you mentioned, like at first he's just one shot in people in that apartment. Mm -hmm. Then it's this wild chase with the cars. And then he has this sweet knife fight yeah. uh, with Saju. And then which, they're, and then they're We should probably mention that part of it. Okay, so yeah. It, it turns oh, out that... Um, so they're, they're going to the boat extraction site, and all of a sudden, all the guys are getting killed, and they don't understand what's going on. Well, it turns out uh, Saju 
couldn't pay them. So instead, he was going to kidnap Ovi from Chris Hemsworth and just skate town with him and kill and 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 not pay them, not pay the mercenaries. Right. Well, I think I think what it is is that they had enough money to make like the down payment to hire them, but yes. not enough to actually like pay them fully for because that was the thing. Like once they got Ovi, like they were waiting for the second transfer to come through, and it didn't come through. Right. So. He had enough money to hire them, like to take the job, but then not enough to pay him. So, but you're right. Yeah. Then he kills the crew and he starts and he's kind of the main person along with the police because the, um, the drug dealer, Seif or Amir, whatever you want to call him. He, what we kind of learn is that he owns the town. Like the police are in his pocket. Everyone's in his pocket. We're introduced to him in that scene where he's having his like henchmen throw kids off the roof of a building. Yeah, that was brutal. Because- I, I think in general, that I think this is my biggest issue with this movie. The violence towards children is awful yeah, in this movie. It's real bad. You know, in the be- going back to the beginning at the club, he you know, his friend gets shot right in the face. That and I will agree with you, but I will say that I did enjoy the scene where Chris Hemsworth beats up the gang of kids. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, in the alley where he's beating up all the teenagers. That was my favorite part of the movie when he was Ugh. beating up the kids, and he like tells that one guy to piss off, and he just like <laughs> backhands him. But it's great because it's in his Australian accent, which he gets. His, you know, he doesn't have to try and be American in this movie, which is great. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so he kind of owns the city. So as soon as he finds out that Obi's out, he sends like the full force of the police after him, as well as Saju's chasing after him. And that's where you get this, like we said, this big, huge car chase scene through the, all the apartment buildings, which is really cool. And I remember seeing when this movie first came out, they talked about it. And I'm sure you guys probably saw this in a little bit of research. But like when they were filming that car chase scene, uh, Sam Hargrave, the director, you know, he's a stuntman. Like he literally, and I saw footage of this, he was like strapped to the hood of a car with a camera like filming yeah. that car ch- that chase wow. scene as they like went through so it's crazy you should like look it up like i'm sure if you google it you can find video but it's wild to see like them racing through the streets and he's like on the hood of a car with a camera filming it but you kind of you get that feel like it's one of the you know it definitely um you're really in it like in the car chase and the foot chase and all that stuff and like you said it ends in that knife fight in the street where they, where they both get hit by cars which is kind of funny too. <laughs> that was great too i mean he looked like he got really plowed into by that bus oh yeah, yeah. which yeah, is they, like how is, they how is he still alive like after I, he got hit by a bus i couldn't believe he was still alive <laughs> i was like what because he 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 gets flown like easily 20 feet oh yeah oh, yeah <laughs> Uh, I have a note also that says that everyone in this movie looks like they need a shower. <laughs> oh, every it's this movie is so filthy. <laughs> yeah, it's really like, is. And, and like, that's it's the thing. Really like, it, it's it, it's very Black Hawk Down looking, but Black Hawk Down is a war zone. And again, like this isn't a war zone. This is a city. So it's kind of you know. I guess I'll mention it now. A lot of the negative reviews of this movie is talking about how bad of an image it's making for this country Mm -hmm. and how Chris Hemsworth is acting like the white savior for this movie. And it's, I I can definitely see why this movie could push people in a direction. They're like, I don't, I don't like this. I I'm taking it more as it's just an action movie and you're just watching shit blow up. Yeah. Right. But I mean, you know, there are... yeah, no, and I and I can see people taking it that way. I don't, I I don't think this movie. I mean, 
is make trying to make any kind of political statement or I don't any, think so either. make make any kind of past judgment on anything. I think they were just like, hey, this is where it's set. You know, like I I, I think it could have just easily been anywhere in the world, and they would have made it. You know, I think it was just for the sake of the movie. I don't think they were trying to make a point, but I could see maybe people being upset with the way that it's kind of cast or, or cat the light it casts on the city and the the country that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Yep. This is also kind of crazy. Uh, the sniper we were talking about, the mercenary uh, that works. Oh, Be- Beardy McSniper? Yeah, Beardy McSniper is the director. It's Sam oh, Hargrave. Oh, cool. <laughs> oh, that's I, wild. That's crazy. Yeah. I guess I didn't. I did not know that. Wow, cool. Yeah. Um. So, uh, it, <clears throat> excuse me. You know what's funny too is that um, I wasn't even thinking about it, but the um. It goes from the car chase to the foot chase to the knife fight, and then it goes to another chase. It's like a truck chase. They get in that truck that he hits them with, and yeah. there's another chasing part. Because <clears throat> there's that funny part where he tells them that they're going to jump out on three, and he's just like one and just like throws <laughs> them out. Yeah. 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 I did I write down, was... I wrote down right there, though. I don't know if you guys caught Did you catch how bad the CGI was at that scene? When it when it blew up the truck, uh-huh. yeah, it wasn't great. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't great. I'll it agree was, with you on that. It was, it was, it was pretty rough. I'm like, oh, man. And then um, that's I, also when I wrote, wait, Saju is still alive? How is that possible? <laughs> I, I got a question for you, and maybe this just has to do with the the gun and the bullets, not something. Like but like, all those like police guys were wearing like bulletproof vests, and it didn't seem to help him at all. So was that just like the caliber of bullet he was using? Or, or? I think he was just shooting him all in the neck. Yeah, I okay. Think he was shooting him all in the head. Yeah, he was doing that classic like John Wick thing where he would shoot guy once or twice, you like twice basically, you know, like to stun him and then yeah, yeah. And then yeah, go for the headshot or whatever. Yeah, because he like, would hit their legs too sometimes. Yeah, yeah, there was that. There's, I think it's one of the the cool parts at the end on the bridge where there's the guys on the other side of the truck and he like drops down and just shoots them both in their legs and then goes around and then shoots them in the head. So. And, and keep in mind, you know, a bulletproof vest will stop a bullet, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to protect you from getting hurt. Right, you're right, still right, gonna no. have a welt, and it's still gonna hurt like hell. Right, right, right. No, I know that. Um, but yeah, you're right because uh, Saju is still alive. There's that scene where he goes and he gets that hotel room, and it, I, man, when he fixes his broken nose, <laughs> oh man, that creeped me out because he just like crunches it, and like all the blood flies into the. Um, yeah, I was I was reading about that, and um, the, the one of the one of the uh, kind of inconsistencies where if you were to fix your nose like that. You would be in so much pain and your face would be so swollen that you wouldn't be able to do anything for the next like two or three days. <laughs> I, I will say this. Wait, he just one, needed to sleep it off. So Clearly. <laughs> well, I think this movie does a, uh, a somewhat good job of like both with him and uh, Chris Hemsworth. It's like they get beat up and they're, they're still pretty beat up like the whole yeah. movie. You know, it's not like, I mean, yeah, they probably wouldn't be able to function as well as they do, but at least they're not like 100%, you know, after they get beat up. So I, yeah, I think it's a, a... There's a good amount of realism to it. Yeah. Um, so but I'm yeah, looking, so like... I'm looking oh, go ahead. here too, I'm sorry. So no. according to director Sam Hargrave, the the 12-minute continuous one-take shot is made up of actually 36 different stitched-together sequences, and some of those sequences took 25 different takes so that it could be lined up correctly. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. Um, oh, and here is... This is interesting, too. I'm sorry. Just keep no, go going ahead. here. So apparently there's a nationwide ban on firearms in yeah. India. I saw a part of this, yeah. Yeah, so they had to import rubber prop guns uh, for most of the movie. 
Mm-hmm. Huh. Which is crazy because yeah, because then I read that they had to put in like all the like like the actual firing and stuff like that. That was all like post work because they couldn't have CG, like yeah 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 because they couldn't have um actual guns on set. So which I guess they did a pretty good job because I didn't until I saw that fact I had no idea that they weren't real guns. Yeah, yeah no, I they look great. <clears throat> um. So yeah, so so Satu fixes his nose, just gross. He calls his wife and son, and you kind of get you know he knows that he's not going to make it home. I, I, basically, you can tell from this point. Um, Chris Hemsworth is beat up. He gets kind of patched up by Ovi. They start to kind of bond a little bit. Um, then that's when you get like the uh, the great scene where he beats up the the gang of kids. <laughs> uh, great scene for you, Hovercraft Joe. I'm like, <laughs> what is going on here? They were trying to kill him. He didn't kill them. He just beat him up. He like slams their heads into the van, and <laughs> it was just <laughs> it was weird. Uh, it was it was I, I enjoyed it um not that i want kids to get beat up but just in the context of the movie um i mean some of them were like they look like they were like nine years old like if okay. they if they looked a little bit older i would have been more okay with it but i mean he's taking out like he's taking out elementary school kids all right that's fair but the main like <laughs> teenager kid that they introduce who i don't know his name or the one that the one that was on the roof when the bad guy was throwing kids yeah. off the roof and was it was gonna cut off his finger blah 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 that guy's there and he gets beat up by Chris Hemsworth. That's true. Um, and then they hide in like the grossest sewer I've ever seen in my life, which Ugh. I never been in the sewer. I should clarify that. But just like seeing them on film and TV, this one looked grosser than anything I've ever seen. Well, I mean, Tyler says it's the smelliest sewer he'd ever been in. His which I life. guess with the city, city of what'd you say, like 21 million people? <laughs> yeah, I could only imagine. Um, so, because the, they, they're going to try and make it out of the city and it's kind of when they get when they fight with the kids and all this stuff, they realize they didn't get very far at all, and it's going to be much tougher for them to get out of the city than they thought. So that's when they decide that they're going to call. He tells, he talks to Nick, and he's like, "Call Gaspar. Uh, I, you know, I saved his life. He owes me. Call him." That's um, David Harbor. My, David Harbor, Sheriff Hooper. He's. Just, I just call him Hooper in my notes. Um, so he, they call him Hopper. to come help. You call him Hooper. It's Hopper. Is it? Oh yeah, you're right. It yeah, is. Hopper. <laughs> it is. It is Hopper. Hooper is the mascot for the Detroit Pistons. So. <laughs> that's correct. Or, or hanging with Mr. Oh, that's Mr. Cooper. I was going to say man, TV show. <laughs> man, how great would Stranger Things be if, if instead of uh, Hopper, it was Hooper, the mascot for the Pistons, who played the sheriff? <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Because because Hooper is an awesome mascot. <laughs> um. But anyway, so and there's that scene too where the the main kid, the one who got beat up by Chris Hemsworth in the alley, goes to see a thief, and he has he's like he, he's like oh he got away from me, so he like cuts off his finger um, and gives it to him, which is like this whole subplot with this kid. I was like I could do without this. Um, I didn't know what the point of it was, but he cuts off one of his fingers because he feels bad that Chris Hemsworth beat him up. It is very unnecessary, and spoiler alert, even though he ends up doing exactly what he said he's going to do, it didn't have, right. it didn't have to happen that way. No. Right. And it, yeah, uh, it was, I, I, I didn't get that part of it. Um, so Gaspar, uh, uh, they they go to his house and, you know, Obi gets some rest. They kind of have a drink and, you know, they, they used to, I guess he was, um, am I, were we supposed to believe that they were on the same mercenary team or did they serve in the army together? I guess that, I don't know if that was super they, clear to me. I think they, they were mercenaries together yeah, that's and then what he I got like left. Okay. Okay. And he had saved his life at some point. Um, blah 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 blah. 
Um, and that's also where we get the scene where you talked about already uh, LBJ, where he kind of explains to Obi about how he had the son who was six yeah. years old and died, and how he wasn't there. He was he wasn't because he because Obi's like basically like, oh, you're a brave man, you save people, and he's like, oh, I'm not brave, and tells that he was like too afraid to be there to watch his son die, that sort of thing. Um, so uh, Gaspar comes back and is trying to convince uh, Chris Hemsworth Drake. That they should do that, like they they're gonna pay like ten million dollars for Ovi, and like he doesn't have a chance to make it out. So we should just kill him and get the ten million dollars and split it. Um, and it even turns out, in as much as like he Hooper knows, I guess Asif, and he actually even like kind of made a deal with him already. <laughs> yeah. Um. So him and uh him and Chris Hemsworth fight in the house. They kind of have a, a brutal fight. Um. And it ends up with like him like losing his gun, and then Ovi shoots uh, Gaspar, and we get to watch a really like brutal scene of him like the life going out of him as like he sits slowly down. Slowly dying. Yeah, as he sits down in the chair. Um, so uh, at that point, they realize that things are things are going to be pretty tough. They know they can they can get out, but they got to get across one of the bridges where like the rest of uh, Rake's crew is going to pick him up. Well, you know? I'll say this too, real quick. So after he shoots. Uh, Hopper, Ovi is like, I want to go home, I want to go home, but I'm kind of like, there, he, you don't have a home to go to, right? Well, like, I mean, he ha- I, I, he's he's living in Dhaka, at least that's what I get from the from the no, beginning he, of the movie. He's not living in Dhaka. Oh, that's no, where he, he's got, living he got in, he, was, he, was he was in Mumbai. From, he was he in Mumbai. From Mumbai. Oh, he was in Mumbai. You're right. I'm sorry. I miss. I yeah, forgot right. about that. Yeah, he was at the the nice looking house where he was playing piano and stuff. That's right. I with all the glass, uh, the glass walls, glass right. windows. My fault. Sorry. Um. So anyway, so they realize that they're they're kind of in trouble. So they end up actually calling uh, Saju, and they're like, "Hey, we got to work together to get you know Ovi out of here." You know. Um. So they team up, but I was really confused as to like they they show up and like Chris Hemsworth, where did he get that giant bag of guns that he pulls out of the car? Did he, were they Gaspar's? Maybe. Yeah, he got them from Gaspar's. Okay, because yeah. he like he drops that giant bag of guns, and I'm like, wait a minute, you didn't have that much gear that was, on you. That was the conversation they had. G- Gaspar said, like, do you need? Let me guess, you need this, this, and this. Oh, okay. Okay. Gaspar yeah. I that. Also, Gaspar also mentions his wife is in the apartment, but we actually never see her. I found that kind of weird. Did you guys catch no, that? No, the wife is in the apartment. This is like a safe yeah, house. Yeah, no, but I think LPJ is right, oh, though. And, and I, I think it's like, this is like a safe house that he has, and he lives somewhere else. Like, I think, okay. I think, I mean, they don't, they don't do a great job explaining it, but I think, I think LPJ is right. I think we're supposed to believe that this is like a safe house that he has, right. and that he actually, his actual home or where he lives is somewhere else with his wife. Okay. Um, so anyway, so they, they team up and, and the plan is, is that Tyler, Ray, Chris Hemsworth, I, every time I write his name in my notes, I have it differently. So I apologize. I wrote four um, every time. <laughs> he's going to create a diversion because there's a lot of roadblocks to get through. He's going to create a diversion. So Saju and Avi, Ovi can get across the bridge and they can, you know, he can get out of there. Um, and that's when kind of like the last, you know, half hour of this film is just this, gigantic no, other action scene where Chris Hensworth like blowing stuff up with his rocket launcher and killing a lot of people and things go sideways on the bridge where uh you know there's so many soldiers and stuff like that there and yeah then um, the one general kind of becomes like a the sniper 
And he starts taking people out left and right, including yeah, and he nails Suja right in the head. Yeah, and I didn't really like that either because it's like the whole movie, this guy is like a general or like the, the police chief or whatever. And then it's like, oh, yeah, he's like an expert sniper, too. <laughs> yeah. And he's just like taking people out. It's like, wait, what? And it looks what? like they didn't establish looks, it at all. Yeah, and it looks like he is like really, really far away. But he's making yeah. like precise shots on these people. It's like, uh, it's not, okay. That's well, slightly yeah, I mean, more I guess, believable. Yeah, but like the what you know, and I don't know if this bugged you guys, but it bugged me. Maybe it was just upon the second viewing. Is that I really did not like that, like, like Asif or uh, yeah, Amir. Uh, he he was super far away from the bridge, but he was like watching through binoculars. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, no way like, he could see what's going it was on. Like he could see everything that was going on. Like when Saji gets killed, they show a reaction shot of him, and he's like, it's like you couldn't see everything going on yeah. <laughs> from where you are with a pair of binoculars. Yeah. I'm like, come on, that that bugged me a little bit the second time, but um. But uh, Nick and uh, like the rest of the crew, they arrive on the other side of the bridge and they start shooting people. She takes out the helicopter with a the another appearance of the rocket launcher. <laughs> yeah, which that is a sweet scene when she takes out the helicopter. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. That is that is sweet because that the rake shows up and um, that's pretty much where we kind of get back to about where the movie started, where where they introduce us at the beginning of the movie, as we talked about. This is also where I have a note where it says police chief character is apparently a sniper. Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> followed, followed immediately by can a thief really see what's going on? <laughs> this is also where I wrote: Is this invasion USA? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, Nick. Uh, I have Nick snipes the sniper after the sniper shoots Rake, but yeah, she like finds out where he is and like takes him out and that like pretty the the the, the gore like violence in this is pretty intense. And it's like, a, it's, that... a, it's a good suspense as well as the two snipers are trying to find each other. I really like yeah. that. Yeah, and so like kind of then like you know as we said, Saju gets killed and a lot of other guys get killed and Rake's in bad shape, but he's still all right. And it's like he gets like. Ovi running across the bridge, and just when you think like, "Hey, everything's fine, it's gonna be good," he gets shot in the neck by that kid who cut his finger off. Yep. Who? Yeah, and I'm which... like, I'm like, why is that kid there? Like, why did they have to? Like, I don't. I just, I didn't, I didn't like it. I didn't like that it was he was there and that he shot him. I'm like, how did this kid then know to go there? Why was he there? And how did he get to the yeah, middle and, of the and bridge? Then he shows up at the very, very end after all it's been all done. Wouldn't he like? Wouldn't he been like? in the beginning of it all trying to kill you know chris hemsworth but yeah i don't know i didn't i didn't really like that part so he shoots chris hemsworth in the neck and chris hemsworth kind of stumbles and ends up like going over the side of the bridge into the water Um, pulling a full jason board and it and i guess we're we're, to presume that he's dead we'll cover that a little bit more here Mm -hmm. in a second um, so Ovi gets on the helicopter to get away. He falls into the water, blah, blah, blah. We jump ahead eight months later. We get kind of a, a montage of two things happening. One is Ovi, you know, safe back at home at school, like getting ready to jump off this diving board into water. Kind of this, in the same way that we're introduced to Chris Sensor's character when he jumps into the water. Uh, also, uh, Nick, who I keep saying Nick, but Nick's a she. Um, she... Uh, kills a thief like it's in like the fancy club he's in the bathroom and she's just in the bathroom and kind of like next to him in the stall and he kind of turns and smiles and she just boom right in the head and he's dead i think she shoots him a couple more times on the ground too yeah, yeah she, she does. does um right so the then urinal. like 
Yes. So then, like, so like I said, Ovi goes off the diving platform into the water, kind of holds his breath a little bit down there, and comes like the last shot of the movie is he surfaces, and in the background there's a guy standing who kind of looks like great like Chris Hemsworth, but it's really out of focus, and we don't know. And then that's the end of the movie. <laughs> yep. And I did read that it was supposed to be like you're supposed to read it ambiguously, as in like, well, you know, you could think it was him or you couldn't. And, but I also read that like a, there's a sequel, sequel in development. I was gonna so. say, yeah, there's a sequel in the works, so I'm I'm gonna bet he's alive. Unless it's a prequel. That's true. It could but, be. But maybe, yeah, maybe so, we'll get some of the answers that we were hoping for about his past. Maybe I'm like I don't know how that dude. Yeah, got I don't know survived. how. Yeah, I mean, he that was, next shot was pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, it was through the neck, and then he fell like. 200, 300 feet into the water? Well, don't forget, Sphinx, the important quote that uh, Avi tells us when they're at Gasper's house is, you don't drown by falling in the river, but by staying submerged in it. That was very helpful information. Well, I think it's supposed to be like poignant in the movie, like because um, there's a lot of like water stuff going on in the movie, like from him dumping in the water at the beginning and the end, and him falling in the river, and you know seeing his son at the ocean. I think it's supposed to be like, well, yeah, I don't know. I, I, there's something to that. I, I again, I, this movie only touches on a lot of the non-action stuff. So um, yeah, but yeah, so that that's the end with the ambiguous. Which is probably going to end up being that he lived for the sequel. <laughs> yeah, I, I would imagine. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, and I don't really have a lot of other facts or anything like that. I think we kind of covered most of the stuff that I uncovered. I don't know if you guys had anything else. I have that... one role reversal. Oh, okay. So the movie was actually uh, initially planned for either Schwarzenegger or Bruce Willis to be in the lead role. Oof. I'm glad that they didn't. I, I think this old. is old. Yeah. They're both too old. Yeah, it's not their kind of action movie. This is definitely a new school oh, action yeah. movie. And I don't, yeah, you couldn't have done the same action or I don't think it would have worked as well. Chris Hemsworth does a really good job. Like, for all the people he shoots, there's some cool stuff he does just like physically, like, uh, like just kicking guys and stuff like that. Like, I think at one point he like picks up a dude and like swings him into another dude and like breaks his neck or something. He also, don't forget, his name is Rake and he kills that guy on a rake in the apartment at the beginning. He, there like, was pushes, that. He pushes his face down onto a rake, which is pretty gross yeah. too. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I, I definitely think that they, they did, I, I, for everything that I, maybe I not super into in this movie, I did enjoy Chris Hemsworth in it. Cause I think he does a good job. All right, cool. Want to read it? Yeah, let's do it. All right. We don't... <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's your machine gun noise. What, what's yours? Yeah. No, I'm good. Yeah. Let me hear right. it. I, I thought we were all going to do our machine guns. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, mine is like. Uh, <laughs> well, Mike, Mike sounded like a GI Joe gun. It's not. Those were all terrible. <laughs> yeah, okay, um, who wants to go first? I can go first. That's fine. All right, go for it. All right. Um, yeah, I thought the acting in this movie was good. I think all the action was fantastic. Uh, I enjoyed. I really liked seeing Chris Hemsworth in this type of role. Um, I think he's very suited for it. Um. Yeah, you know the the movie looked good. Uh, I, granted, the plot was a little, you know, not great. 
Uh, but overall, I think it was a very enjoyable watch. I look forward to a sequel or prequel, whatever it is they choose to make. Uh, I'm going to go three and a half machine guns. Okay. Uh, I can go next because right. I'm pretty close to what LPJ had to say. I mean, the action scenes are fantastic. I, it, you know, it was a fast two hours, a little bit less than two hours. Um, yeah. I guess it slowed down a little bit in the middle when he visited um, Dave Harbor before they fought it out. But, yeah, you know, it wasn't a big deal, though. Um, you know, it's a Netflix film. So going into that, um, yeah, I, I'm not going to give it three and a half, though. I'll give it three machine guns. Okay. Um, and yeah, I, I'm pretty much uh, in line with you, Sphinx. Um, I will say this, though, because this was my second viewing of it, and, and I felt like after watching it once, it was kind of like, all right, this is a movie I watched. I don't know if I'll need to go back to it. I definitely wasn't planning on going back to it, you know, <laughs> less than two months, you know, uh, you know, in between. So I, 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 the action is really good, and it's worth watching for the action. Does the rest of the movie hold up? Not really. Could they have put a little more? I, I, I get that it's an action movie and that's the point of it, but I feel like they could have done a little bit more with the characters and kind of the background to get us, you know, where we need to be, you know, as far as caring about some of this stuff a little more. But uh, definitely worth it to see since, you know, 80% of it is the action. Definitely worth it for that. And it's on Netflix, so most of you probably have Netflix anyway. So uh, I'll go with three machine guns as well. Yeah, and cool. I would I would recommend people give it a watch. Most of you don't have anything else to do right now. So. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. It's, it's definitely, definitely give it a watch. It's a great quarantine watch, that's for sure. Yep. Cool. All right. Well, uh, we want to thank. Uh, for, first of all, we're happy to be back. Yeah. Um, yeah. Still not back obviously... in our regular setting, but still no, no. not back felt, in the regular setting. But this is good. something. Yep. Yeah, we're doing a movie, you know, so it's good. Yep. Uh, I want to thank all the fans uh, for sticking with us. And, um, and we, we just want to thank- celebrated our two-year anniversary as well. So That is correct. We extra, celebrated two-year anniversary. extra shout-out to our fans that have been with us the whole time. So, yeah, thank two you. years. Yep. Wow. Uh, and I want to give a shout-out to uh, – we got a new picture for uh, all of our all of our media. New, new Facebook picture, Instagram photo, uh, Twitter picture. Uh, done by a guy named Schmarcus on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Schmarcus, S-C-H-M-A-R-C-U-S. I think he did a great job. Um, so I'm happy to finally have a picture with uh, Hovercraft Joe in it now. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, I'm really partial to it, but that might just be because I'm actually in that one. So, <laughs> Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, who, else, who else do we want to thank? Uh, we had a new guy uh, support us on Patreon that I think is worth oh. a shout out because he said how much he he loves our show and all that good stuff. Um, I just want to make sure I, I don't screw up his name. Um, you're notoriously you're notoriously great with pronouncing names, so Sphinx. Oh, yeah, you're great. That's, that's not usually my thing. Uh, <laughs> well, on Instagram, it's uh, Chinaluva. So. Chinaluva, thank you for uh, supporting us uh, on Patreon, and we hope you've been in, uh, enjoying these last few episodes we've done as well. And then I know, I think Shane Logans is another one on uh, Discord that's been yep. enjoying us as well. So want to give some special yes. shout-outs to some people that have recently gotten in contact with us. So thank we, you. We absolutely 100% appreciate it. Yep. Um, 
So we've obviously been the Last Action Podcast. You can check us out every Monday on GameZillaMedia.com. Uh, we've also got some other great shows on the network, like uh, the GameZilla Podcast, which is uh, live on uh, Mixer every Monday, and they release on Tuesdays. Uh, Tuesday? Uh, I'm sorry, Wednesday. What do we have for them? <laughs> Wednesday's Noobs and Dragons. That's right, which this is a very fantastic mini campaign we're going through right now, you and I, Sphinx, yep. which I'm very excited about. Which we seem to be uh, reversing. We have a little bit of a role reversal ourselves in this side yeah. campaign. <laughs> I mean, we still we still want to kill each other, but, True. you know, it's <laughs> for different reasons. Now. Yes. Uh, Thursday, we got... Uh, uh, Legend of Retro, wow! Oof. We have Legend of Retro uh, with Chops and Craig and Xander and Glitch and all the other hosts they have on there because they've got like sixty. Uh, and, and we we've all been guests on that show as well. We have indeed, yeah. And they've Some all been guests times. on our show. Yes, that's true too. Yeah, so we've had a lot of crossover between us and the uh, uh, Legend of Retro guys. Yep, uh, Joe. What else we got? Um, uh, geez, uh, <laughs> putting me on the spot. It's been a while since we've done the plugs. Uh, I believe on Sunday we have our, uh, Noiseland Arcade, the Simpsons podcast. That is correct. With, uh, Craig and, um, Sean, uh, the Arcade Phantom. <laughs> They're currently I on kept, I, I, I almost so. used, I almost used his actual whole name. I was like, eh, no, I probably shouldn't do that. <clears throat> Yeah. We're we're a little a little rusty on our plug, but we got we got there. <laughs> yeah, it's not too bad. We're we're getting there. Uh, yeah. So and patrons, thank you so much. We appreciate you uh, and and everything you do for us. Uh, so thank you. And yep. um, give us yeah, a review. I would say if you if you got nothing else going on, give us a review on Apple uh, Podcasts or on Spotify or you know yeah for send sure. Send us a message on social media. We'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, but this episode of the Last Action Podcast <laughs> has been terminated. <laughs> but we'll be back. I'm going to put the music in, dummy. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm singing it instead. Do, do. <sighs> do, 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 do. Do, 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 do.